Vanguard Radio for the precious 8%. Welcome back. You're listening to VNN Free Talk Live. It's the November. It's Friday, November 10th edition. We have Jeff Beck, a couple callers from the forum, Kievsky, and a gentleman who tonight is going by Kai Kurter. I like that. I'm here. <laughs> one I like sh- that. I like that a lot. One other, <laughs> oh, show, okay. one other show note. Uh, we're going to have to have Signet on tonight, too, maybe after you get through with this segment, um, uh, Theseus. It's your call, but he, he really wants to come on, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, you can uh, bring him on in if you want to. I, I want to go ahead and uh, do the uh, Patriotard thing. We'll do, yeah. You want to bring him in, or you want to play that? And I'll, no, I'll go ahead, and, and while, while you're talking, I'll go ahead and, 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 and get him ready. Okay, I'll set this up. Okay. Uh, earlier in the week, I, uh, I had been hearing some things on the forum that uh, the other Free Talk Live. I call them the Evil Free Talk Live. Uh, they're at freetalklive.com, and I think they've bitched a little bit about the name. Uh, I'm not sure why. We theirs is more of a name. Ours is just kind of descriptive. Um, but they're a libertarian uh, organization, uh, and I think there's a there's a couple Jews over there. It's very Jew friendly, and they are very multi-cult friendly, of course, and um, I basically posted on their forum that I would be calling uh, Friday today, and uh, that my main point of contention was going to be that libertarianism is uh, inconsistent with multiculturalism. Like, uh, as a matter of fact, April Gady called the show, and that, that's kind of where that's that kind of got me going. If you download their uh, November the first. Uh, from their archives at the very uh, near the end, the last ten minutes, April Gady calls in, and th- they just have nothing good to say about white nationalists, uh, you know, the general Nazi racist hater stuff. But uh, it kind of got me thinking that, uh, and, and the most obvious thing is that libertarianism is inconsistent with the multicult because uh, the moment you get rid of subsidies and uh, affirmative action and, and all this wealth transfer from uh, fr- from us to the African community in our midst. Uh, as soon as you get rid of that and busing and forced integration on all levels, uh, that basically precludes pretty much something that could be easily called white nationalism because what's going to happen is that whites are going to move away from blacks, whites are going to segregate themselves, and uh, indeed a lot of blacks are going to segregate themselves. And uh, I I believe that would be pretty much the first shot of a race war if we stopped the transfer of wealth. Uh, And I I recorded my telephone call to them earlier this afternoon. And uh, Jeff, do you have that bunny chance ready? It's all about, but first we're going to the phones to the fun. You take control of the airwaves. Let's talk to Jeff in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Jeff. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good. What's Um, on your mind? Well, I started listening to the show last week, and I noticed that you guys like to criticize white nationalists. Yes. Okay. Um, But your uh, libertarian reorientation of the United States would lead to exactly that. What are you talking about? uh, Well, you ever heard of... Like anything like white flight? Uh, Can you define that? What's it mean? Uh, well, it's kind of a derogatory term, but it it, it means that that whites move out of uh, any type of enclave where there's more than a few percentage points of uh, non-whites. And what about it? Well, if you allow people to do that, and you get rid of affirmative action, and you get rid of busing, and you uh, get rid of all the uh, integrationist uh, uh, tyranny, then you would have exactly that. You would have white nationalists. Wait a minute. You believe that all white people are white nationalists? Uh, they're maybe not by what they say, but by what they do. Uh, definitely seems to indicate that. 
What what uh, what what I mean? What do you base? I that like on? to pay attention more of what what people do rather than what they say because you know what what they say can you know be kooky or erudite. And, well, I'm I'm but sorry, but I don't true. see um, I don't see white people being forced by government programs to live next to black people. Uh, or Hispanics or anybody else, and there are plenty of white people that do that. I agree with you. There's probably some white people that feel uncomfortable um, when people of different colors move into the neighborhood, but they're just racist at heart, obviously. And that's you know, if that's how they want to be, then they should be they should be allowed to be that way. I mean, what's the big deal? Well, the, you know, the the orientation of uh, uh, people's um, organizational principles is either Marxism, which is structural Marxism, which is by uh, their socioeconomic uh, level, or they do it by race, as they always have, or, or as they did before Marx, as far as we can look back into history. Um, so you're either one or the other. What are you so talking you're saying, about? You're saying people that earn the same amount of money have a tendency to live in the same places? Uh, well, that does tend to be true, but no, I'm not, I'm not saying specifically that. I'm saying that Marxism is that, and there is a dichotomy, and on one end you have what you would call racism. So wait a minute, I'm sorry, uh, you're saying that people principle. are... Wait, let me see if I understand you right here. You're saying that either I'm a Marxist or I'm a racist. Um, I don't agree. Those words are very loaded. Well, you, you're the ones that use... You're, you just use them. That doesn't mean that I'm, I loaded them. Uh, <laughs> um, you can... The or, there's either an organizational principle, but uh, it's the way you, you orient... Or a society is oriented. Marxism has to be enforced. That's why it doesn't work. Okay. Um, but before that, we we have always used uh, family, tribe, race. We had always done that, and um, it, it was Marxism that changed all that. You know, and, I would agree with you that people that earn mm. the same amount of money have a tendency to live in the same places. But I would also say that um, that our political structure that we've had in the United States um, has kept black people down um, in the sense that we give them you know, free money in the form of welfare, and it's just a very little amount of free money, free money so therefore they're poor. Well, there's other reasons they're kept down as well. The regulations, regulations uh, also affect poor people, whether they're poor blacks or poor whites. Uh, they also affect them and prevent them from starting businesses that they could create wealth with. Sure. And I think that over time, I think people are starting to meld together. You're starting to see more interracial uh, relationships. You're starting to see more mulatto people, and uh, you're starting to see more mixing of the of the races and that is not something that has had to have happened at the point of a gun the government gun yes em, um, affirmative action absolutely well, they never is had racist. to send the 101st airborne in to pull people apart they had to send the 101st airborne in to integrate people well um, obviously you, you, you're talking with free talk live and we don't agree with force on the part of the government so if it's the if it's the government forcing people apart as they have in the past we're going to disagree with that if it's the government forcing people together as they do in some cases, we're going to disagree with that as well. And it doesn't matter to me if we understand that, but that's what I'm saying, is that one of your beliefs leads to the other, so you're a little bit inconsistent on um, on kind of... You know, part is natural animosity towards, like, nationalism or towards white nationalism. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Say say that again? Sure. Um, It it seems that... uh, I understand that you don't believe in, you know, government... Compulsion, you know, sending guys with guns and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but without that, without forced integration, you would have deintegration. You would have. That's your okay. That is your position, and um, okay, no, I respectfully disagree. Numbers, it's it's numbers. It's not really whether we agree or not. It's it's what actually happens. Well, that's your su- it's total it's supposition. Like you've got nothing else beyond what your um, you believe, sir. There's well, you've got nothing to back that up. I can back it up with by saying that there's no, more there's more there mixed are. couples now. I mean, I, I can go the opposite Actually, direction. If you, if you go down to uh, your local uh, leftist uh, uh, humanities professor, they'll tell you that the intermixing rate is scandalously low inside the United States, and they'll actually tell you that's how you know the United States is a racist nation. I don't disagree with their analysis per se, but uh, they are right. Well, look, I think these things the take time, and I think there's been, a, there's been a lot of animosity amongst the races right. um, over time, and I think that the only thing that's going to ever fix that is freedom. Yeah, if racist blacks and racist whites want to go off and form their own little enclaves, they should absolutely be free to do that. But the rest Actually, of us... in my experience, racist whites and racist blacks tend to get along a lot better. Than, whatever. Uh, if they all want to go together and form a, a little racist community where they can hate everybody together, I don't care. It's none of my it's business. It's it's not about hate any more than uh, 
you know. Oh, whatever. I've seen the racist websites, and all they do is just spew vitriol against Jewish people and black people and Hispanic people. And I'm sure there's racist case because they enforce the uh, the integration. They always have. What are you talking about? They Uh, enforce the integration. The the government is made up of all different types of people. That's right. But if you look at the legislation and who was. Who's always been lobbying? I mean, uh, you can go back to 1925 to that 1925 Immigration Act or the Hart Solomon Act. But there's Act the Christians the are in charge of the government. I mean, the, the, this is not a government full of Jewish people. It's a government full of Christians for the most part. Episcopals. Oh yeah, you're right about that. I mean, you know, George Bush has a has a nice Germanic last name and is a red-blooded Protestant and all that, but. Uh, but he's a corrupt SOB. And so part of you're just making general that, statements that aren't necessarily the case. So what's your point anyway, uh, Jeff? I am, my point is that your notion of uh, liberty is unsustainable in a multicultural environment. Well, and, um, and how so? You haven't backed that up. Um, you haven't made one statement towards, <laughs> towards that. You've said that uh, for yes, whatever reason. Yes, I have. Reason, okay. if, you st- if you look at the, the numbers and the statistics for white flight, you can find them. If you Google that white flight, in quotes, on the Internet, uh, you, what you notice is that whenever non-whites gain a certain small percentage inside of a, of a neighborhood or whatnot, whites will leave rapidly. The but that doesn't mean that, that liberty is unsustainable. You don't have to be white to believe in liberty. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, you don't, but uh, it tends to follow our political forms. Tend and to multiculturalism does not have to be. And multiculturalism doesn't things. have to be enforced. I mean, it's everything should be done on a voluntary basis. Thanks for the call, Jeff. Eight- but uh, what we had there was uh, a libertarian call-in show uh, called the Evil Free Talk Live, and uh, my assertion to them was that. Their notion of libertarianism was unsustainable with multiculturalism because the minute you get rid of all these subsidies and forced integration, uh, you would basically have white nationalism. Therefore, his uh, irrational uh, prejudice against white nationalists and his vitriol towards white nationalists was was just that. I mean, it, it, it was uh, uh, it was irrational, right? What do you think, Jeff? Well, first of all, did, did Kievsky or um, or uh, Kiker, did, did you all hear any of that? I heard it. Okay, yeah. I, I, I heard a little bit. Okay, cool. Well, you'll these, these, these guys are all just programmed and, and trained to shoot down any kind of right thinking. <laughs> That's the so problem with, with debating these people. They really don't understand history. They don't understand propaganda. Yeah, and and they don't under, they, when I say they don't understand history, they don't they don't they really don't understand that the, that integration was forced on the American people, and that and that when the early integration uh, uh, movements were done, uh, you know these politicians said no, we will not have race mixing, we will not have this, and 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 they were, it was sold as just a chance at you know kind of equality, but uh, it, it was always within the context of you know. Uh, there wouldn't be race mixing. We wouldn't have this sort of thing happen, and certainly all this affirmative action came along later. And uh, this is—they uh, don't understand that people were first forced at gunpoint to integrate, and they—they uh, they don't under, they don't understand the effect of the media has upon changing people's attitudes. Why do you think there's more race mixed couples, whatever the number is? It's because uh, the media is is uh, uh, creating a, an environment where people are rewarded and and socially rewarded by race mixing. Jeff, I, I wonder about the whole libertarian movement because there's a guy in Atlanta named Neil Bortz that yeah. is, beh- is behind that. And I've looked and looked and looked and I cannot verify that he's a Jew, but he sure does. Bortz is a Jew. Know. He is? Yeah. Okay, okay well that... <laughs> Do you know that, Jeff? Yeah. You sure about that? Yeah. Uh, See, I, 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 he'll make the occasional... Okay, let, let me just say, I read that somewhere and I don't know where I read it. Uh, but I, uh, but uh, I, I was pretty sure about that. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's a kike, Neil Bortz. Oh, okay. He, he'll make the occasion. If I'm wrong, I'll, I'll bring it back. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll apologize. Well, he, yeah, because that's a heavy accusation. Yeah, <laughs> calling someone a Jew is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> he'll Go ahead. make the the occasional uh, derogatory comment uh, about blacks. You know, and, and and he'll he'll deride the blacks in Atlanta, and, and he'll talk about uh, 
the welfare mother or whatever. But uh, he's always pushing libertarianism, and uh, but he's a big proponent of the uh, the flat tax, and and, and he'll just come. Oh, well, well, you know, we 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 need a 19 percent flat tax. And I, but, I would also like to add in response to this guy. And I, I know you guys didn't hear it. He was talking about you know people are free to act today, and, and they're doing this kind. Of, well, they're not free to act. Or what about Section 8 housing, where the government comes in and puts. Uh, the Section 8 housing in the middle of white neighborhoods. What about that? You know, yeah. what about all the housing laws? Uh, yeah. I mean, as yeah. soon as I hung up with the guy, I was like, you know, there's a million things yeah. I could have said, but what you have to remember is that uh, it's it's kind of like Wile E. Coyote lighting the fuse and going uh, because they'll just shoot off in a direction. And what uh, what you have to do is talk past them. You have to talk straight to the listeners yeah, and I yeah. thought that was a good opportunity to do so because um, well because they have callers that call in all the time that stress our viewpoints they do have white nationalists that call in Absolutely. Oh. Yeah, like I said, they had a- April Gady called in last week. They had, they had a, and, and she was calling in uh, to a response from uh, them trashing another guy who had called in and said he was a white nationalist uh, and he sounded like one of our guys, you know. I'm, I'm, I guess he wasn't, but I mean, uh, you know, he sounded just like one of our guys. So, uh, and I and I think other than that, even besides that, people that would be predisposed to listen to uh, some a libertarian show that has a lot more exposure may be uh, inclined to listen to us. And uh, so I, I went to the forum and I put our address on there. And uh, um, so so if they go to that that the Evil Free Talk Lives forum they can find out more about us there's another but, uh, thing I would like to say yes, about you have to talk past them about, about the libertarian movement and there are some libertarians I, I, I think are really truly brilliant and one of them is Hans Hermann Hoppe but yeah the, well he's an economist right yeah and uh, yeah libertarian economists to be right he, he wants to he, he wants to do some very radical things and he has written things uh, saying, uh, you know, that, that people who are racist and people who have these, uh, yeah, he didn't use the word racist, actually, but people who have sentiments like ours have every right to form their own communities. And he said it in a very morally neutral tone. And, uh, and, 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 the, and he, he's written against immigration and, and things like this and how it's a violation of, uh, of, uh, of liberty, uh, this unrestricted immigration. But one thing I wanted to tell you, when I, when I looked into the libertarian movement after uh, I did a, a Truth is No Defense broadcast, uh, the, all, in all corners, Jews are thick in the libertarian movement. And, I believe it. And that includes the Mises, the Mises crowd, the Lou Rockwell crowd. And you can't go a day over there on that Lou Rockwell website, which, which is kind of the elite among the libertarians, without them throwing in, oh, the danger of fascism. I've quit reading yeah. Lou Rockwell, but it, it, yeah. is it any good? Uh, I read their website. I read I read some of their articles. Uh, they have, they what have about Lo- Ludwig von Mises? Yeah, he was a Jew. The the, uh, the the Von Mises Institute is is at Auburn University in Opelika, Alabama. That's where I went to. That's college. right. But and the uh, th- there's a guy that wrote a book on the Fed that's very good. Uh, what's his name? Murray Rothbard. Rothbard. I don't know if yeah. He's a Jew. Excellent book. It's a short book. It's uh, the case against the Fed. Very very good book. And he's written and, a lot and, of and good books. He he and he's part of that Von Mises. But he's a Jew too. He is. I didn't know that. Yeah. Are you sure you're not talking about uh, Eustace Mullins? He wrote a. I no, can't remember no, the title no. of it. Okay. No, no, he wrote a really great book on the Fed. Totally different. Th- 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 this guy, he, uh, Murray Rothbard. It, it's. I don't know if the book's more than 125 pages. It's paperback. The case against the Fed. Uh, he just talks about the merely the accounting of the Fed and, and how it's inherently bad because it's printing fiat money, you know, the non-gold. That's why it's bad, not because uh, you know it's a it's a pseudo private organization that lends our money to us and makes us pay the interest on it. He he goes into all of that, but he just doesn't tell you that it's Jews doing it to you. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's well, how convenient. That's the problem with all the libertarians, and, and that's why, that's the libertarian movement, excuse me, and that's why I don't trust them, 
Uh, and, you know, whatever well, it is, as we said on a, on a Free Talk Live uh, 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 a week or so ago, you know, in some ways white nationalism um, can be very flexible politically, uh, but whatever it is, whether it's some sort of socialism or whether it's a libertarian approach that a white nationalist adopts, uh, his his approach has to be Jew-free. You, you cannot work right. in a... Uh, within a political structure that allows Jews in. Hitler said right. it. <laughs> and that's just from yeah, you that's just from experience. You can't that's trust just the from experience. You know? Yeah, and he was right. But specifically in our times today, uh, you know, I, I was talking, I was speaking with someone on the forum, and they were talking about how they had just joined their town's 9-11 truth movement. And he said, well, there's a couple Jews there, you know, do you think they're legit oh or whatever and I said are you are you kidding think about it two seconds take a step <laughs> back from the blackboard and think about it you know I'll let him come to his own and he did he, he was like oh yeah you're right you're right but the Jew is always there to steer you off the road they have and, got uh, every single one of their people manning every message board every news organization everything my, my little small town newspaper here uh, the for Scythe paper or whatever the hell they call it, you know, you, you look in the, uh, you look inside the uh, pages there, and then in small print it says Schwartz Media. <laughs> yeah, because usually they're owned by larger media conglomerations. These small town papers have been gobbled up, and even if not, there there doesn't have to be a single Jew on the staff. I mean, the the journalists have have gone through. Uh, journalism school and they have, training and yeah stuff like that and they've had their examples set for them you know they're they're not uh trying to blaze a new path oh or no. anything they're they're trying to emulate what they see coming out of the new york times and the washington post stuff like that you know that's that's who they look up to but i thought it was especially interesting that that uh these two clowns were trying to push the notion that christians were in charge of oh. the united states <laughs> I love that. I, I had a really good time, uh, and at the time, I, I wish I could have stopped. If you hear me in the background, if you rewind a little bit, uh, listener at home, and and, uh, and and listen, I'm kind of chuckling in the background. I'm trying to get a hold of myself, but uh, there would be no such thing as taxpayer-funded uh, artwork called "Piss Christ" if Christians were in charge of this country. You know, you can criti- there, there's a lot of things that can be criticized about Christians and Christianity. And there wouldn't in be the these crosses States. being taken down across the country either. Yeah, like you wouldn't nativity have the display. stars of David staying up and uh the the crosses and nativity scenes would be taken down. I mean that 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 just it, it can irk you to no end for people to say that Christians are in charge of this country. I mean they, they were at one point, but no, no, well, that doesn't square. And I hear, I hear Neil, Neil Bortz, you know, the, the, the Jew, and if he's a Jew, it, it makes sense because the Jew is always bashing Christianity. And I'm an atheist, but uh, I'm always suspicious now, you know, since this year, when I hear Neil Bortz, and he's, you know, the baby Jesus, and, and he makes all kinds of disgusting comments about Christianity. And uh, the, the, they always seek to... Uh, to bash religion in general that's not Judaism because religion might lead to nationalism because that that religion might give you some sense of pride well yeah they also hate Christianity in particular but but yeah you're right about them hating uh, religion in general just because it's something that gets in the way between uh, they're trying to get between you and where you're going as uh, has been said on Goyfire uh, and, I, and I really picked up on that, and I, I see it, you know, definitely. I see that, that they're trying to get between you and where you're going, and, uh, you know, that's just part of it. Now, um, let's see, we have a new caller yeah. on. Is this our, is this the man here? Mr. Uh, Signet? Yes, is this Signet? Can you hear me? Yes, yes, we can, Signet. Welcome. I went out and got a headset, a lovely headset at Best Buy. And uh, Skype works now. Uh, yeah, sounds You're like it on. does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I was on uh, briefly uh, a couple months ago from Seattle. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That was like a month ago. Uh, two months ago, actually. 
I think it was right after Labor Day. Okay, you're breaking up a little bit. What's yeah, going on? Yeah, you still got chop problems. Uh, yeah, you got fine. Um, is it so bad that I should hang up? Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Uh, yeah, reboot your computer, and that may help. Okay, I'll reboot and be back with you guys in, uh, you know, five minutes. Okay. Okay, good deal. All right. All right. Now, Jeff, yeah. I've done a little bit of research on boards, and just a cursory glance here, I don't see, I don't see any any indication that he's Jewish, other than he talks I've bad never, about. I've never, I've never found it. I've looked and looked and looked. Yeah, right. he's I, I could be wrong. But son of a Marine Corps dad. I'm which pretty sure. But all the signs, the, the signs are there, and, and you know, he spoke at the uh, in Atlanta. He spoke at the. Uh, I don't remember the name of the function, but it was some type of Jew-like function, you know, like a, a graduation of, of some, some kind of school. And uh, he spoke there, and I thought, well, you know, probably only someone that was truly pro-Jewish would speak there. And, but, but all the signs are there. I mean, he, he, he plays, plays a Well, at some point it doesn't make a difference, though, does it? I mean... He could really? he could just as well be one. Yeah, I mean <laughs> he might, well, he yeah, might I mean, as well be one. Like like a bush. I mean, Bush is way more dangerous than a lot of Jews I know. I mean, and he's <laughs> definitely not Jewish. I mean and he's way more over and beyond more dangerous. You know what I mean? I mean if you want to talk about raw numbers and that's a point I made in that clip, you want to talk about raw numbers and uh and I stand by it. Uh people with German surnames like mine, uh you know, there are a lot more of them on the Christmas card list than uh, than total number of Jews, I would imagine, because that's the army of dumb goyim that you have to get around to get to the Jew. And they're just as dangerous because they're stupid. I mean, you can bet your ass that most of those guys burn it, uh, uh, in the tanks that were pursuing the poor Ukrainian farmers we were talking about in the first hour, you, you know, you can bet your ass those were poor go dumb goyim who were uh, uh, killing their cousins for the sake of Big Jew. Uh, so, you know, that is part of the problem. But it, it does exist that it's our people. It's our people that are doing that stuff. But, yeah, so Neil, Neil Bortz can be... It, it, at some point, it doesn't matter, you know what I mean? I, I listened to Neil Bortz many years ago, and, uh, you know, you get the same feeling, and this was back in, like, say, say 1995... He's been on the air forever, and uh, in Atlanta, and uh, I would listen to Neil Bortz and, and listen to uh, Rush Limbaugh, and you just kind of get this aching, pissed-off feeling in your head after listening to to them. But you don't, you know, they give you no big picture of what who, who's behind all this. You know, they 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 say, well, it's these guys, or it's this guy. It's the well, it's the Alex Jones as the uh, the New World Order types, but he won't, you know, the bankers, but he won't name a single one. Yeah, right. that can get kind of frustrating. We have one new person in on the call. Uh, Northhammer, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, man, how do we sound? Oh, you're sounding pretty good. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate how am I sounding? It. You're coming you in real loud and clear. Yeah, Perhaps you should back off just a little bit. Okay, yeah, sorry, I got a loud voice. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of, I try to, uh, I try to fill up the mic too. I'm a uh, a, a wannabe singer slash musician from back in the day, so I always try to breathe out of my stomach, you know, out of my soul. What plexus. instrument do you play? I play everything, man. I went to music school and uh, decided that it wasn't my thing because I was going to end up as a middle school band director. I don't know how. <laughs> I, <laughs> at the, I don't know how at that young of an age I saw into the future there, but uh, yeah, it's hard uh, to make it, it big. Yeah, it also came. It, yeah, I mean, as far as music goes, only the I, I had always I was always kind of the best. Uh, I was always kind of the uh, best the in best, the group, but but yeah, not, my school, not national in my county. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I go to county, state competitions, and then yeah, you're in a whole different pond when you go to music school. And uh, right. some of those guys are just insanely good. But uh, I, I play guitar and I sing and I. Tried to learn how to play piano, you know, play around yeah. with it a little bit. We have a lot of talent at uh, uh, VNN. Has a lot of talent. I mean, uh, Todd in Florida, who uh, who does this show Friday night, Free Talk Live. Sometimes uh, he plays classical guitar, and I've I've seen videos of him. He's quite good. Um, 
And so you play guitar like blues and rock and stuff like that. Yeah, blues, rock. I play, I play folk songs, and and like I can sing. If I, if I play acoustic, I, I've got a little book of music that I, you know, book of songs that I've got transcribed, and I can play. You know, I could, you know, play for an hour or two. That's cool. Uh, All right. Well, I was gonna. Uh, I'm gonna go over a couple or one or two little news stories here, and I want you to uh, want you guys to weigh in on what's going on. Um, we have a Harvard study. Uh, a study out of Harvard showing that diversity is bad. Uh, has anyone read this? Showing, uh, gosh, I had just lost it. Why would they come out with something like that? I, you know what? I have no idea. Why would it they? It was come Robert out? Putnam, Professor Putnam, Robert that's Putnam. Right. Yes. Yeah, he Putnam. wrote um, Bowling Alone. Yeah, a few years ago, and then he's come out with uh, one that just in the past number of weeks that said that uh, basically the same thing as bowling alone except he kind of lays the blame on diversity ethnic racial di- diversity and uh here's one thing i found kind of interesting he sat on the data he sat on his research until he could quote come up with something to uh as a solution but he didn't really do that but he he does offer something to mitigate the damning evidence, but not really. Uh, but that's just kind of funny. I mean, if someone had a cure for cancer, they wouldn't exactly sit on the research to make cancer feel better. You know what I mean? Uh, he said I, a multiracial area lowers the overall trust in a community and makes people less likely to talk to each other, even even less likely for white people to talk to each other, for example, or people of the, you know, the same race to talk to each other. The whole community trusts each other less when it's multiracial. Oh, yeah, yeah. you don't want to get out of your car. You don't want to... I'm at the gas station today, and there, a group of Mexicans pull up in this Grand Prix from 1976, you know, and they're just... Oh, my God. Well, see, you, know, you don't want to get out of your car. We're a group of Mexicans, and so we have to create a group of whites. You know, a gang of Mexicans, you want to call it a gang of blacks, so where's our gang of whites? I mean, this is the thing about multiracial diversity... It, and and um, the the outcome that the Jew really is not going to like is that is that when they create these gangs of blacks and gangs of Mexicans, eventually Whitey's going to catch on and yeah, say, okay, well maybe we better create gangs of whites. And then as we're creating gangs of whites, we're going to say, well, do we have Jews in it or not? That's going to be the question. And already the the answer is decided. No, no Jews. Okay, and that's see, right. They're 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 really they really rue the day and they're trying to put off the day when it comes because they're not allowed to be part of us and you saw the recent article by Eugene uh, Guerin saying that you know oh Jews are wonderful white nationalists and Rabbi Mayor Schiller was a great advocate of white people yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. and he got soundly uh, smacked down by Kevin McDonald in an earlier article but uh, but. I mean, they see the day coming, and, uh, you know, it's not coming fast enough for me, but I think that's because, you know, whites are still comfortable, so they don't feel the need to, you know, group up yet. They're still, you know, uh, back to the old cheese and the maize thing, you know, they're still getting enough rewards not to do it, and, and it's yeah. a shame. The threshold's too high. Let me read a couple, uh, uh, couple short paragraphs from this study. A bleak picture of the corrosive effects of ethnic diversity has been revealed in research by Harvard University's Robert Putnam, one of the world's most influential scientists. His research shows that the more diverse a community is, the less likely its inhabitants are to trust anyone, from their next-door neighbor to the mayor. This is a contentious finding in the current climate of concern about the benefits of immigration. Professor Putnam told the Financial Times he had delayed publishing his research until he could develop proposals to compensate for the negative effects of diversity, saying, quote, it would have been irresponsible to publish without that. The core message of the research was that, quote, in the presence of diversity, we hunker down. We act like turtles. The effect of diversity is worse than had been imagined, and it's not just that we don't trust people who are not like us. In diverse communities, and, and, and all of VNN is smacking their foreheads right now, we don't trust people who don't look like us. No shit. It's worse than had been imagined. 
well, no, the racist imagined it. They got it right. It was it was uh it was you jackass eggheads who got it wrong, and uh and, and sending people to jail for saying the wrong thing, and having them fired from their jobs for saying the wrong thing. Oops. What do y'all think? Do I detect some frustration in your voice, Theseus? Yes, sir. Perhaps. <laughs> you know, I just these these eggheaded professors, as you described, I. I'm one of them, so I, yeah, we can say that now, because I'm an idiot. Uh, Go ahead. Well, good. I mean, yeah, yeah a linguist, so, and so am I, although I'm... Uh, but um, I just so... I, I, I've known plenty of, of people like this, and, you know, they're, they're well-paid. Um, they're very comfortable. I mean, the college environment is extremely comfortable, as you know. It's just everyone is happy and nice and smiling. It's so unlike the real world. Oh, and yeah. when they get the rude awakening, and the rude awakening is coming because, they, you know, they think that their job's going to last forever, just like every blue-collar uh, factory worker thought his job was going to last forever, just like every computer geek in the 90s. Remember the 90s where all these computer, these computer guys were saying, oh, my job is safe, bring in all the Indians, you know, no problem, I'll be fine. You know, well, I don't know if the computer guys were saying that. I was one of the computer I guys. I was one of them. Yeah, they were all saying that. Really? In the mid-90s? In the late 90s, you know, and, and they were calling me a racist for criticizing H-1B visas because yeah. they were making their 60000 bucks a year. And I said, no, you're going to see the day when you get laid off. And I actually, you know, saw those people get laid. We all got laid off together. So everyone, anyone who thinks their position is secure, you know, if they're not, like, directly have a chair, you know, from, a, you know, a, you know a, a funded chair of funded by the Jews, then... Their, their their position isn't safe, and I just can't wait for the day when these comfy professors find themselves on the street trying to find a job, you know, with their beloved Mexicans. Yeah, because we'll, uh, we'll preach multicult philosophy for food. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, I just I just hope I live to see the day, and I think right, I you will. have a lot of background noise going on. Somebody's got a lot of background. That's not noise. me, man. Okay, That's someone who, else. Whoever did try, try to mute. Someone's scraping. Yeah. Somebody doing something. But no, that's that's a really good point. That's interesting that we were both... Uh, do we have any other former tech workers in here? What, what did you do? Did you move on out of the tech industry? I did. I did a few uh, things. I was an appliance technician, and I saw the dark underbelly of the American bourgeois. Ah, that's interesting. <laughs> How viciously cruel they are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they would literally torture you if, if you know, they could get away with it legally. I mean, it wouldn't, you know, there's a very thin facade of civilization going on. Yeah, there is a vicious element to our, it, it, the people are very, uh, just people are angry. I, I really get that sense. I, I can feel it, that, uh, that, uh, that, that people are angry, you know, even on, on the roads and the malls, and, and it's just pe people are really pissed off. They want to lash out at somebody, you know, we're, uh, they they see us losing in in Iraq. They see us, uh, you know, not able to respond to these things. They see their children's future being flushed down the toilet, even though they may not consciously have processed that. But yeah, there is a an ex insanely vicious streak to uh, to yeah those uh, middle America bourgeois types. That's yeah. uh, I think that what what that professor was doing is just confirming the problem for the purpose of. Uh, placating the Jews. It's like, yeah, I'll do a study. I'll show that multiculturalism is doing exactly what we wanted it to do, and uh, I mean, that's my take on it. Oh, th that sounds really cool. Uh, I'm actually, I'm, I just had a phone call. I'm on the phone right now with Byron Jost, who's uh, just landed where? Where have you landed, Byron? Uh, he just landed in Denver. Well, of course, you know, I have to go. I'll have to call you back later. All right, buddy. Okay, take care. Bye. <laughs> All right, yeah, that was Byron Joseph, October Sun Films. I just love dropping names. but uh. Hey, you know, I, I off the subject here, but I just thought of something, of a project, and, I, um, you know, we don't have the resources to do it right now, but if we did, I mean, it would be to, to, to track down victims of... Uh, of hate crimes from uh, you know white victims of yeah. that, of unpublicized and just have this documentary and especially if we could find the survivor of the Wichita massacre oh, and trans wow, yeah. yeah yeah and transpose that 
with, um, you know, and have them talk about how, you know, there was very little mass media about it. Transpose that with the very few highly publicized so-called hate crimes and, and hate hoaxes, you know. Transpose that actually with hoaxes, you know, like, like Tawana Brawley and, and, oh, geez, what was it, some other of those hoaxes that oh, one this, is... this Duke, uh... Oh, yes, rape. that's what I was thinking of, the Duke rape case, you know, and and that would make a great... And the other the other documentary video I'd like to see made would be to find Nushan's girls. Remember Nushan Williams? Oh, yeah, the, he had uh, AIDS or something. Yeah, he, he infected 13 girls uh, with AIDS, and some of them were like 12, 12 years old. Nice. And... He, Six mulattoes and, and, and a dozen a dozen AIDS infections he he, he scored up there. And yeah, I'd like to track down those girls. I just want yeah. to say, uh, uh, if uh, anyone is not familiar with that, that was one of William Pierce's uh, American Dissident Voices broadcasts. And if you haven't listened to that, uh, you know you can find that uh, on the internet. Uh, just look up, you know, Google on Newshon. No, it's N- Williams and and William Pearson and you'll hear the MP3 and I, I recommend everybody do that. It's very good. Newshawn, it's the tragedy of Chautauqua County. It's called. Oh wow! I, I remember. Uh, yeah, I think they went over that on Goyfire as well. But uh, but yeah, I would also if you're in the William Pierce archives, go over the uh, the white slavery one. I love that one. He's so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> He's so pissed. He loves his people. That the guy really knows how to get going, uh, yeah. And we need some more folks like that. But, but yeah, I, you're right about that. It's a lot of it. You know, the media isn't a conspiracy. It's just that out of a billion things that happen in a day's time, they get to pick which twelve things they show you, and um, they all basically pick the same things. And there's always a slant to what it is that they believe is important. And uh, that that doesn't coincide coincide with our uh, Aryan interests. You know, their 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 Jewish interests may be, uh, or no, they are different. And uh, their interest is in getting rid of us. But they they pick what we see, and I'll, and it isn't a, some big conspiracy. It's just that they talk about some things, and they don't talk about other things. And that way. It's not like people are choosing not to be pissed off about these things. They just don't know. And if if the Wichita massacre were on the news as much as, uh, say, the Duke rape uh, uh, silliness, you would definitely, if that were done constantly, you know, I mean, if if it were religiously stressed as much, if there were true equal coverage. Not this politically agendized, uh, you know. We have to oh, the salacious, you know, rich white kids uh, raping a black chick, uh, you know. And you can't tell me that other stuff wouldn't. Uh, uh, people don't care about it, you know. The Wichita massacre, I, you know, I, I like winced when I was reading that, and and I didn't read about it until I read about it from uh, like Natvan or somewhere, some racist website. Tessius, did you see the story on the forum about the? The uh, lady from California that came to, I guess, North Carolina and went to the fair, and they were selling the Confederate T-shirts or something. Oh, that <laughs> was you a mean great that Jew? story. They called her a she, she's a white woman, <laughs> but yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> her name was like yeah. Berkowitz or something. <laughs> God, <laughs> that, as my and, and, the, and it was AP story, and then of course the writer. If you look at the writer's name, it was like. It was kind of a, it, it it seemed like a Jew name, but it wasn't a common Jew name. It was like Werner, something like that. Yeah, it could have gone either way. Yeah, no, she was a one-woman Tikkun Olam mission gone horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah, I can she imagine. She hadn't cleared it with the central office. Yeah, <laughs> she went, she went on, she went rogue. <laughs> it yeah, she went you know, the, 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 the Jews always, you know, hate is just the worst possible crime. Hate is worse than a, a, a nuclear bomb to them because well, hang hate, on, but once you start hating and once you start looking at races and, and judging races, well, it, it's always going to come back to the Jew. Right, but it's not, I, I, the thing that, the thing that I, I think everyone, 
if they don't already, really needs to uh, internalize is that when you hear a Jew or really anyone these days, when you hear anyone use the word hate, it's uh, that word is used instead of reason. That word is used. As, I mean, you should replace that word with political opinions or uh, just no something way. else. That's you know, something. Oh, you're. Yeah, just you know, we have to get rid of this person with all this hate. Well, you should translate that and say, well, this we we need to get rid of these people with the wrong political opinions because that's really what they're saying. Because what they do is they they say that whatever they don't like is hate, and they can talk about. Uh, you know, we we talk about it, but you know they can go over there and bomb little uh, kids over in Hezbollah uh, in Lebanon. Yeah, right. Lebanese children, and that's never described as hate. You know, we could say that yeah, three thousand more hate bombs were dropped on Lebanon today. You know, that's another way the news could report it. But that's actually dropping bombs. I mean, we talk about it, and they call it hate. That's, that's the thing, when you people. hear that word, when you hear that word, hey, you just, you just tr please, just try to translate it into any other word, because that word has taken the place of so much thought. Right. That, uh, well, it's okay it for the Jews body. to hate somebody, but it's not okay for anybody else to hate someone. Well, they just don't call it hate. They, they, they have control of the labels. Yeah, they push our buttons. And the thing is, you can push their buttons right back if you like. And, I mean, the way to do it, though, I'm, I'm in... Yeah, give us an example. I'll tell you, I'm ambivalent about the way to do it. The way to do it is to compare them to not to call them Nazis. All right, Nazi Israel, you know, and if Star of David equals swastika signs, you know, and oh, they and, hate that. Yeah, they right? Oh yeah, they do, and it pushes. I mean, but unfortunately, that's that's not my view of 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 the Third Reich, and you know, I it 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 it, it breaks my heart to to use that sort of imagery, but it does drive them nuts. You know, oh, yes. and you you go out there and pretend you're a leftist, you know, and 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 say, you know, you're the real Nazis now, you know, and and, and uh, yeah, they do. They have no no response to that, too. Right. It's, oh, it's yeah. funny. And I guess it's well, that's essentially correct. Back. It's essentially correct, but it's it's uh. uh but our views are right. But that that notion has the the cart before the horse. I mean, I, I'm sure you know that. But uh, it's the it's the great thing to say for exactly the reasons you've outlined. But the truth is, yeah. and you're right, it is painful to to say. That. But as Dr. Kevin McDonald said, Nazism was formed as a mirror image to Judaism. It was an in-group, out-group orientation to uh, that Hitler and the National Socialists came up with to combat the Jew, to fight the Jew. And, and, and Mar Marx with. wrote about that in the Communist Manifesto. He said, we've <laughs> always got to guard against the counter-revolution, and that's what nationalism is, is yeah. the counter-revolution to communism. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, the, if, if you want to know what Marx's intentions were, just read the first thing he ever wrote uh, that was published. It was on the Jewish question. And, oh, yeah, uh, and, and uh, Th Theodore Herzl... I didn't realize this. I started reading some of his old stuff, and uh, he he totally acknowledged the Jewish question, and he, and he said, "You know, we 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 piss off people." <laughs> he just yeah. came right out and said it. People hate us because of the way we are. <laughs> they are unable to. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, they're, but they they are unable, except for the the odd. Jew who says things like that for, and we're, we're not even sure the reason he brings that up, but uh, yeah, I mean, that, it, Herzl is one, I mean, there are several quote, self-hating Jews, which is an interesting term as well. Well, Herzl, you know, he, I mean, he was the father of Zionism. Yeah, yeah, but he definitely knew that he, he was the one, that, he, he also said that anti-Semitism was good, didn't he? Right, he said. Yeah. He said, "This is our best friend. We need to, we need to create anti-Semitism and use it, and this will get us Israel because you know he tried Africa and nobody wanted that. Yeah. So, you know, the next step was Israel, and he said anti-Semitism will get us there. Yeah, and that's a, you know, and it starts to become clear uh, why you see these Israeli interests uh, that also were funding." The National Socialists in Germany, and right. uh, yeah, to flush them out. Warburg, 
Yeah, I mean, they they owned businesses and they owned property and they owned IG everything. Yeah, and Weimar Germany. See, it, and I noticed that you know the, the the websites like an Alex Jones website will take IG Farben, and they'll tie that back to to Harriman and, and Bush and whatever. But but Warburg was right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they never talk about they never talk about what the motivation is. Why are these pro-Jewish interests funding, uh, or you know why why do they have their uh, Money so close to the National Socialists in Germany, and right. and then you kind of begin to see that they yeah they were taking away the Jews' businesses and all this other stuff, and that's another reason why the Holocaust uh, story and that's what it is has to be upheld because that's the shield that keeps uh, uh, you know that keeps that thought from really coming to the fore and being processed because and once you understand that that didn't happen, you say right. well, where did they go? Well, they went to Israel, right. <laughs> Right, oh, they, they hate it on Craigslist. I, I post often on the Craigslist Middle East forum, and that's where all the Jews are. And uh, since I'm, you know, uh, I, I, I post there. And uh, the, the Jewish question is just ignored now. They're, they're, that's buried. That That's not acknowledged now. There, there is no Jewish question to them. I mean, they, they, they think that... Uh, it just doesn't. If you, if you say that, well, you know, the Jews control the Federal Reserve Bank. The Jews are, uh, you know, controlling the Democratic Party. The Jews are doing this. They're doing that. What, what, what are you talking about? That, that, that's, you know. Whereas Herzl acknowledged that. He said, yes, there is a Jewish question. Now today, people don't even acknowledge that there is a Jewish question. Well, they've turned the United States Jewish, and I, you know, I've read things that that keep saying that. There's a lot of stuff in 2006. That uh, that I've read prominent Jews saying, yeah, we've turned the United States into a Jew, and uh, yeah, and now we're hated like a Jew. All right, so uh, good point. We're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna rejoin our roundtable in about five minutes. Uh, Jeff's gonna spin a tune or three, and we'll be back. The Skype call-in number is VNN Free Talk Live. That's VNN Free Talk Live. Uh, go ahead and do the test call, have your mic right, and when you get on, say something fascinating. All right? So, uh, okay, we're going to go to break. You guys go get a drink of water, and remember that your mics, we will be able to hear you. You're listening to Vanguard Radio.